Monica Perez, your libertarian voice on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB every Saturday from 3 to 6 for the duration. There's a basketball game tomorrow, but um, my show probably won't be moved around anymore for a while until football season starts. Uh, So I'm here live till 6 taking calls 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. We have quite the deep conversation going here about the national debt and uh i got um uh, some back and forth with the callers a democrat brad called saying that uh george bush entered office after clinton with a surplus and i do recall or i thought that's what it was i remember that he had a republican legislature actually who had the contract with america but i think a lot of people just uh or i i have Read it can be more likely attributed to the fact that uh, Reagan had ended effectively, eventually ended the Cold War, and the war on terror hadn't started yet. And you know, war is the health of the state, as they say. So, uh, and obviously, debt is what makes this country, this government, roll. So, uh, whatever the truth is, there, I think debt will always be with us. But at We Lost America tweeted to me that there was not a surplus left by Clinton. They cooked the books and any surplus was merely a projected one. So I can't check that fact right now. I leave that to you, but uh, sounds reasonable. In any case, we've got unbelievable amounts of debt. Like every president seems to double the cumulative debt since the beginning of our country's history or since the civil war or whatever just keeps doubling every, you know, eight years or whatever. So I think it's obviously a plot. I don't think they really want to get us out of debt. Uh, but I want to know what you think. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. I'm going to Jesse and Marietta. Jesse, thank you for holding. Uh, thank you, Monica. Uh, honestly, I forgot a little bit that, that I had even uh, that I was even on hold. Cause I <laughs> Sorry, I tried to give you the heads up before the break that I was going to no, talk no, to you it's because totally fine. When you said that, I thought about it and I looked at my phone. And I was like, "Oh my gosh, it's been a while," but it's fine. <laughs> I, uh, I, I've really enjoyed the conversation, and it, it kind of goes along with what I was saying. What I was telling saying before is the uh, the reason that so many people are failing these drugs tests. Drug tests is because we are spending a massive amount of money battling drugs and it's insane we're spending we have these uh these private uh correction facilities that are spending you know a a ton of money on 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 anti-marijuana and all these other drugs propaganda and everything and i know meth and heroin all them they are serious drugs and there's that's a problem we need to help these people and i don't mean we the government i mean we the people need to help these people who are having drug problems we don't need to be going after them as criminals. We need to be going after them as people who who need our help. Jesse, have you ever... Hold on. It's not a pause. It's, it's, Jesse, has- pause. Thank you. Did you hear about the Portuguese experiment where I guess it's against the EU rules to not have drug laws on the books? So what they did was they stopped enforcing them and they started putting the money into helping people and drug use actually went down because people came out of the shadows. Have you heard that? You know... 
I've heard of, of of many cities around America doing that, and I, I wish yeah. I could I wish I could keep uh, keep the, these names in mind because I've seen them on Facebook and I've I have fact checked them. I know they are out there. Yeah, there's been a lot written about the Portuguese situation. Police par- departments do that now. Yeah, it would be great, but uh, well, I. As a libertarian, I do uh, don't I do not think that you can tell people what they can do with their own bodies, even to the point of killing themselves with drugs. I mean, my brother died of AIDS from IV drug use, and and even and that's while while it was illegal. So I can't. But how is policing these people going to do going to help them though, right? No, but here's a here is one problem that that many different things are um, made worse by the centrally controlled society, the welfare state, so that in a free society, mm-hmm. there's absolutely no justification whatsoever for drug laws. And I don't think there are justifications at all anyway. But if you have a welfare safety net, you create a moral hazard. And people who normally under, like, uh, in a free society, I think people have a 2 to 3% addiction rate. But when the government starts collecting taxes on it, they encourage its behavior, its use, and that makes drug use go up from the historical studies I've read. Particularly, I think Iran had a huge, oh, in the way, way early history, like 18% an addicted population because the government wanted them addicted so it could get tax money from it. I don't like that. But also, if you have this welfare safety net, people who incapacitate themselves with drugs can't uh, just go and keep it going. It's like I watched this. Um, my, I, I, have seen a, I have seen a couple of episodes of My 600-Pound Life where you see these people who are over 600 pounds. And obviously, they, they are not working. So somebody is paying for that. That's called a moral hazard. Sorry, Jesse, for that little insertion of uh, libertarian principle. But you got to That's why you don't want a welfare state. Otherwise, or Obamacare, you get Bloomberg tells you what kind of soda you can drink, because if everybody else is paying for you, they get to tell you what you can do. Anyway, I'll let you, Jesse, you can uh, (laughs) you can conclude your thoughts if you like. Well, um, I was just going to say, you know, uh, get, getting into the the, the financial uh, uh, talk because I don't want to get off topic too much. But, yeah, that's good. You know, Give me a, your the drug thought. war, the the uh, the effect that it has on the American population, the American financial situation. It's insane. We are spending way too much money. If we spent money on helping people get better, on overcoming their addictions to food, to alcohol, to all these drugs. And and, 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 yeah. and took marijuana completely out of it, just used that for the medicinal and other values that it holds, and actually help these people, our economy would thrive so much better. Yeah, that's true. That goes to my principle, or I should say, uh, I can see the logic there, because this principle of production creates demand, not debt. You know, consumption does not create demand. Production creates its own demand. So if you produce a bunch of lemons, then you have a bunch of lemons, and what do you do? You go want to trade with somebody for oranges it just produces its own demand so if you get people back into the workplace and um that would be good but i think what you're saying is that we have an industry a prison industry all these kind of industries which i have read grew up from when prohibition ended they had all these institutional apparatuses and they needed to do something with them so they they started cracking down on pot it's really uh a tangled web let's say all right i'm going to gloria um hi gloria you're on with monica Oh, hi, Monica. You know, I wasn't going to call in today. I frequently do call in, but I must be another person who called about, I mean, who's commenting about Brad's call. And I thought he must have walked away to the kitchen for a sandwich during your shows many times, because I have heard you so many times say 
There's no way that the Republicans are the good guys. These are both parties that are in it together. You've never defended the Republicans, and he got the impression that you had. So I encourage him not Thank to you. leave or take his, take his portable radio with him when he walks away. Okay. I think he was. Thank you so much, Gloria. I think that he was saying in part that I uh, don't criticize them enough, but the fact that I, I do try to open people's eyes to the Republican Party, but... The Democrat, I, I, I never understand that when Democrats tell me, uh, oh, my gosh, can't you see how corrupt and bad the Republican Party is? It, it really it's mind boggling to me because the Democrats are the same. And if they weren't, they'd be infiltrated with evil Republicans. You know what I mean? It's just not it's not believable that yeah. that half of Washington is pristine and the other half is evil on either side. It's just not believable, because if one had this opportunity to trust uh, you know, the trust of the people, they would exploit it. You know, there would be infiltrators. Right. Yeah, I used to be very confused about it all. And when you pointed that out, you know, that neither one of them are really doing what they're supposed to do. And yes, I, I do believe years ago the Republicans were good, at least in the years I was growing up. Um, and, and the idea of government creating jobs, I think, is just dreadful. And look how they screwed up their own website on, uh, what do they call it, the marketplace, which sounded so sophisticated, but this thing never worked right. I, I think You're talking about that, the Obamacare website? The yes, government? yes. And I think the jobs they create, sometimes they get people in who are, I hate to say thugs, because a lot of them are nice, but these are people who are so thrilled to have a job that maybe haven't been trained for the job and aren't even handling it right. You know what well, I mean? Even, I, I even object to someone like Bobby Jindal, who's a Rhodes Scholar, by the way. I always have, Cecil Rhodes was kind of like the father of the shadow <laughs> government of the world. So I was skeptical of Rhodes Scholars, but um, and so I was skeptical of Bobby Jindal, and then he did come out and say... Uh, you know, he, he says stuff like, and I think Chris Christie showed his stripes also, we need to craft government policy to create jobs, say, in the private sector. And and I, I object to that, too. I am 100% a proponent of the free market, of free enterprise, of economic freedom. And in my view, uh, if you just, I think, actually, regulatory barriers to entry um, and tax privileges and stuff like that really benefit the incumbent firms and keep competition down. That's what I think they should be addressing. They shouldn't be saying, oh, we should, uh, you know, do stuff to benefit business. No, just take stuff away that suppresses competition and we'll be overwhelmed with productivity improvements, uh, equality of wealth. I mean, I, I just think the benefits of liberty are so self-evident that they want to they want to dumb us down on purpose so we can't see it. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. This is Monica Perez. Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750, WSB. Cooler tomorrow. High for Sunday is going to be 56 with a mix of sun and clouds. And I want to give away the McDonald's. That was brought to you by Shoemate Heating and Air. McDonald's is bringing us the WSB Weekend Prize Pack. A family four-pack of tickets to an upcoming Atlanta Gladiators game at the Infinite Energy Center. A pair of tickets to see Luke Bryan in concert on May 20th at Lakewood Amphitheater. And a pair of tickets to see Harry Connick Jr. in concert on June 11th at Chastain Park Amphitheater. That sounds like a great show, too. First to call 404-741-0750 gets that prize pack. Uh, I'm going to go to Marvin. Marvin, I can only give you like a minute, but I cannot let you hold on through another break. You've been so patient. Go. Yeah, I've been on about 45 minutes or better. But anyway, I just had a question. I have a number of things on my mind, but I've had a question. 
about uh, businessman uh, Trump, uh, I wonder why the Republican Party, they say they don't want conservatives, and yet he says he is a conservative, and they don't believe him. Uh, but I'm curious to know why it seems that Bernie Sanders has a lot of uh, protesters uh, in in the crowd that's uh, when Trump has a, a, a meeting. Uh, what do you think the answer is? And then I'll tell you what I think the answer is. Beg your pardon? I'll tell you what I think the answer is, but what what's real quick, what do you think the reason is? Well, I think every election uh, cycle, the Republicans always want to put somebody else in there that's been around, that's their turn, according to the to the hierarchy. And uh, they just don't think about what the American voter thinks. And I don't think they give a flip. Well, I, I actually think it's more sinister than that. I wonder if they they have their obligations to fulfill to their own cronies, and they don't actually need a Republican in the White House to be able to fill those, fulfill those obligations if those obligations are invading Libya for energy companies or defense companies or banks. And in that case, they would actually, I think, prefer Hillary. I know that's a crazy way of thinking, but I don't think it's Bernie Sanders supporters at Trump rallies. The Whoever is going to those Trump rallies knows, and the evidence shows, that those protests boost his popularity. And that makes him the more likely nominee to face Hillary. And maybe they think that's the way to get Hillary in, is to get Trump as the uh, as the Republican nominee. I mean, I, you know, but I always think that there's more control at the top than what they want us to think. Maybe I'm wrong. I'd love to know what y'all think. 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK. Uh, got lots more calls and um, going to wrap it up after the break. This is Monica Perez. You got me excited because this would truly be both an adventure and a learning experience. Monica Perez on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. I am the Libertarian Voice on WSB every Saturday from 3 to 6 for the duration. Now that basketball and football are not going to preempt me, there is a basketball show tomorrow night on WSB, but uh, that won't affect my show. I uh, wanted to say congratulations to Thomas B., who won the McDonald's Weekend Prize Pack. We are uh, in the last, the home stretch of our conversation, which ends at 6. If you want to call, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. And uh, there are, uh, we've been talking about real big issues, deep state issues, what's really going on. I started the show by talking about how I feel that uh, the most important thing to the powers that be, who I think are much more powerful than uh, is depicted. I mean, they're not, they don't even, they're not even acknowledged as existing on Fox or CNN, but I think they're actually have even more control than they're uh, given credit for. And I want to kind of dive into the rabbit hole, but first uh, I want to take a call. David in Tucker, David, you're on with Monica. Hi. Uh, previously you were talking about the Clinton administration and some of the economics and revenue and such. Uh, the Clinton administration had really good timing, which uh, plays a tremendous role in political success or failure. They happened to be the president's um, 
eight-year period during which American business computerized, and that productivity led to more revenue, and it did lead to a projected surplus, uh, but it wasn't uh, it wasn't tangible. What they did was they projected economic uh, behavior in the 90s further on, and uh, that really didn't happen. And, but and what do you think, David, about the, also the timing that he happened to have the exact years between the end of the Cold War and the beginning of the War on Terror? Well, that I mean that was that was part of it as well. Uh, speaking of terror, I was like, <laughs> my house defense system just went off. I hear that. I hear your alarm going off. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, yeah, that was an exceptionally good time because everyone was talking about the peace dividend. And yes. when 9-11 hit, that vanished. Yeah, and then if you look at the policies that have followed that seem to spread terrorism rather than uh, curtail it, when you take out secular Arab leaders that didn't have anything to do with 9-11, like Hussein and Gaddafi, and now we're trying for Assad, you have to wonder if some of that um, might not be a a result of wanting to keep those wars going for the very cynical reason of profit. I mean, do you give any credence to that theory? Well, there's there's always the dreaded military-industrial complex trying to sell something, uh, but I think there's also there's an underestimation of American foreign policy, and it reflects the ignorance of the American people of basically what goes on anywhere else in the rest of the world. And our our leadership reflects that, i.e., that our current leader uh, in the Republican primaries, you know, with no foreign policy experience uh, and nothing particularly knowledgeable to say on the entire subject. But I don't really think that a president is actually calling the shots. I find it hard to imagine that Warren Buffett and George Soros and all these people uh, dedicated hundreds of millions, if not billions of dollars to get Obama in office, who is also green when it came to foreign policy, and then just sit around watching TV, waiting to see what's going to happen next. I don't think it works like that. Well, no, I... I it certainly gives them access, that's for sure. You know, George Soros can call a lot of people, and that phone's going to get answered. You and I are not going to get through to. Uh, and influence is a very vague thing, but I think they do have a lot to do with the, the selection process, and and they do have the ear of people uh, once they do take office. But I don't think it's quite a puppeteer scenario that maybe you're playing out. Yeah, no, I do think it's that. Who do you think's going to be our next president? Uh, Joe Biden. Oh my gosh! Wow, we really. I think there's a very reasonable chance the Democrats are going to come up with a health reason that uh, Hillary can't run uh, because uh, the investigations are not going to result in indictments, but they're going to really plague her. And unless they think they're just going to thump Trump, regardless of that. Uh, I think they'll go and get Biden. If Biden gets the nomination, um, he'll win over Trump, no problem. Trump and Hillary, possibly the nastiest presidential campaign uh, since the 1800s is what we'll have. It would certainly be, uh, I think it might descend to the cartoonish if it really, I think this week they had some ads that, 
didn't seem to be very substantive, seemed to play into the circus atmosphere we have this year. But what you're saying about Biden is as shocking to me as um, I think Rush said Jeb might steal the nomination at the convention. And I totally thought Trump was in the tank for Jeb. And then when Jeb dropped out, I think it was reasonable to think Jeb wasn't going to be in it. But maybe not. Maybe this is that kind of a crazy, crazy year. Maybe so. But I've been following the the whole email problem. Yeah, and that there's some substance to that. Uh, and what what is frightening is, it, just by reading her emails, if you're on top of the administration, you knew she was run, using unsecure uh, communications methods simply because of the 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 return the address. return address. I know. I noticed that a couple of years ago when Guccifer first hacked her. A couple of years ago, maybe even three years ago. It it just didn't get any any press at all, but it was all right there. It was kind of strange. Um, yeah, I think uh, I do. I think that maybe people don't like that. But if she were up against Trump, I feel like there's a chance that uh, you know that's her best chance of winning. The way being up against a self avowed socialist is her best chance of winning the primary. That that's the kind of thing that makes me think this stuff is orchestrated. Well, look at the tiny number of people who can really run for president. I mean, how many people could set aside their careers for a couple of years and do this? That that cuts out 99.9% of Americans right there. And, and, and it's a very small little pool of people. Uh, it, and sadly, I think if we get a Trump-Clinton uh, race, if she does not wind up dropping out, I think these are two of the most ruthless political people we've had on the national scene in a very, very long time. And there will be, relatively speaking, no holds barred on, on those campaigns. It would be extraordinarily vicious and bitter. Yeah, I do. I agree with you. It would be uh, certainly, well, it would certainly get the ratings up if that's what they're after. Some people said, I asked people, why would Trump be this, um, get this kind of... Uh, free advertising from the media and everyone keeps telling me oh, i was just for ratings 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 it's an unbelievable amount of free advertising and because i i have observed many times that the media put the big big national mainstream media put their agenda before uh ratings before profit they like ratings and profit but they put their agenda first i don't think that's enough of a reason but it's certainly you know that i'm sure they would they would like to have a little um drama but there was one thing I started the segment talking about. So I want to change gears a little bit. Thank you very much for the call, David. Uh, that uh, when talking about like foreign policy and what's going on, I have begun to kind of peel the onion. Some I Russia's role in the world is confusing to me. Putin's behavior is confusing to me because from what I've read, he was installed by Yeltsin, who was more or less installed by Clinton, which and he's KGB, Putin. So all this stuff makes you think that he's an inside guy. And if you read deep history, mid 20th century stuff, uh, it seems that that there's always been another what uh, one of my favorite podcasters, James Corbett, says calls three-dimensional chess. There's always like a chessboard above the chessboard that we think we're playing on. And on that chessboard is this idea of converging the East and West, having a world government, all that kind of stuff. So that Russia, for example, Robert Oppenheimer supposedly gave Russia the bomb on purpose to give us a cold war, to give the defense industry something to 
market <laughs> using their marketing to the American people of why we need a big defense budget. Uh, I, I read also that Rockefeller or Rockefeller uh, related institution began to give China defense technology a long time ago, that Nixon opened the door to China, that all these things that we have used to pump up the other side is for this eventual convergence and all that kind of stuff. So what would explain Putin's behavior here? Well, here it is in a nutshell, what I think is happening, like his behavior in Syria, Ukraine. I feel like you can't divide the world up into two or three uh, territories, the U.S., Russia, China, if the little littler guys don't feel like there's a threat, why would Syria go with Russia to build a pipeline if they didn't feel threatened by the U.S.? Or why would they go with the U.S.? Because I think the Syrian thing is all about a pipeline from the Qatari Iranian gas field up through Turkey into Europe. Why would they do that? Uh, why would they not go with... Why would they go with anybody? Well, they'll only go with people, and you see this in the journal all the time, that... Uh, that if we don't fill the void, Russia or China will fill the void in the Middle East. I think it's possible that that's their, that they agree to do that, that they, they want to do that. They want to set up that tension at the very highest level so that the little guys can be controlled and want to be controlled. And that, uh, that I further think that the Russian population is probably a little more cynical than the American population, a little more untrusting. So, so we have to allow, or if there is a big um, chessboard, uh, geopolitical maneuverings, you, you kind of want to allow Russia to have the moral high ground on some of these stories, like allow Syria to invite them in, whereas we're not invited in, because that gives him license at home to engage in this uh this game of big game of chess they might not like it so i feel like the i started the show with this idea of media perception and i'm kind of ending it with uh the idea that that perception that the media cares about our consent of the government our perception that applies to other countries even more maybe more so because poorer countries their populations are have less to lose they have less to lose in just saying i just don't I'm giving up. I don't consent anymore. So that's just, uh, I'm trying to piece together the big picture, uh, but I still have um, a little more to say. So stay tuned, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. This is Monica Perez. Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Monday's forecast is a 58-degree high with sunny skies, but that could change. So stay tuned to WSB Weekend Weather, brought to you by Shoemate Heating and Air. And I uh, wanted to give you a heads up on uh, a local bill. Uh, Catherine Bernard was on the show a couple of weeks ago telling us about HB 941, which is uh, in the Georgia legislature. It gives prosecutors more power in the grand jury, and that's never a good thing. Uh, It's about officer-involved shootings, and it gives them more power over whether or not to prosecute, and they really almost never do prosecute. And I've even after Catherine was on, I had um, someone from law enforcement say, say to me, send me a message, because our contention was that good law enforcement doesn't want that either. They don't want people to go off 
uh, half cocked and um, seem to be protected. It's just it's got some problems. If you want to learn more about it, see how what you can do. There's a call to action at VoterGA.org, their Facebook page. I'm talking about HB 941. I also got a call from somebody who wanted to know what uh, the drug experiment city I was talking about. Portugal was the country that experimented with they couldn't change their laws about drugs but they could stop prosecuting people for drug use and what they did with that was uh they discovered that drug use actually went down when they stopped prosecuting they did spend some money on helping people but mostly it just got people out of the um shadows and they could get help from their communities or their families so it's a good place to start if you want to dig into the the consequences of the drug policy so i am the libertarian on wsb i try to give you the libertarian viewpoint on things people don't always like it sometimes it leads me down rabbit holes because i don't believe what i'm told by either party and i even get criticized for that uh but the conversation is always engaging and it always continues on my facebook page on twitter at Monica Perez Show, and I always post my podcasts uh, on MonicaPerezShow.com. And I'll be back from now on, Saturdays, 3 to 6, right here on WSB.